Oh, wow, we're recording. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, Tim. Hello. I said Hello. to you, Slade, I don't know how to start these anymore. No, you never. You were like the worst start. Uh, I know. Any, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm how many episodes no have foreplay, done? but plenty of finish. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, I want you to know, this is episode 73, and you have not learned it in 73 episodes. How does that That's make you That's not including Fnatic stuff. Right. How does that make so, you feel? Uh, well, I'm saying to say I've been doing this for the best part of five years, and I lost <laughs> the recording button. So, uh, not great, but here we are. We're, we're moving. You, the audience might have heard a third laugh then. Who's that in in the corner of the room? Hello, it's Northern Lab. It's the, the Northern boy. He comes with fried rice. I do. And then he eats I it. I do. Oh, I could get some fried rice right now. Yeah. Granted, I had dinner half an hour ago. I could still get some fried rice. Question, yep. what did you have? I had a filled Yorkshire pudding. Uh, uh, Slade, rate that out of six. Never had a Yorkshire pudding. Don't know. That's... All right, <sighs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, jo- uh, Joey's away for one more episode, right? Uh, no. So we recorded three episodes back to back, if you couldn't tell. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one more episode. The episode after this one, it's just you and I still. And then uh, he'll be back for the episode after. Well, we can go ahead and say it. Vampire Survivors. Okay, cool. That's fine. Yeah. Um, great. Well, uh, shall we get into today's episode? Do you want to faff around some more, or do you just want to go and talk about it so we can... What do you want to faff around with? I, I, I don't know. I booked a I concert mean, ticket. You and, got a concert uh, ticket? I did for uh, the band Bayside, who's uh, my personal I've favorite. I've thought about Bayside in a while. They're one of your favorites, right? Yep. I've um, not thought about them since Slade told me one of their albums to listen to, and I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, pretty good. There's a, pretty there's good, a question yeah. I like to ask people who are like you know musically inclined or just in general. If you have to pick an album, listen to it forward and back without skipping a single song, what's the album? For me, it's literally any of theirs. I, I love all of them. But uh, so I got gold VIP package. Ooh. Uh, so here you go. So 130 bucks each because me and the girlfriend are going. Sure. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's what the gold gets you, right? Uh, one general mission t- ticket because it's standing, no seating. Yep. A set of action figures of the band. That come in like their own little action figures. Oh, they are actually they're like they're like weird little pop vinyl type things. Yeah, yeah, with like a little case and everything. I think Uh, pop vinyls. Yeah, but these look better than pop vinyls. Yeah, they look they look more like U2s. Yeah, they look kind of like the U2s if you know what that is. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'll send you a link. So it comes with that plus a acoustic set with the band. Oh, I mean, that's, that's like two for one right there. Yeah, uh, a signed poster and a group photo. You know, that's, a, that's a pretty good package. All that um, all I, that for one uh, 130. That's, that's not bad. really not bad. That's not bad. No, so if you happen to be in the Nashville area, say hi. <laughs> I, I think me and Tim won't be somehow. I'm looking at these YouTubes. They uh, are a little generic looking. <laughs> Like, not so, as generic looking as pop vinyls, because that's very much like copy and paste with different hair, but... I was going to say, I, pre- I prefer them with pop vinyls. Yeah, I think these have a little more personality than the pop vinyls. And then if you want to get yeah. a closer look at the band's uh, figures, plus the little, like, stage carrying case. Oh, you've just sent us a high-risk photo of them. That looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, that's really cool. 
Yeah. That's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, the other one, uh, on the other hand, was $300 for the diamond package. And the only other difference was that you get uh, side stage for like three songs. Yeah. Uh, but then, mm, but yeah, right. So I got to thinking about it. And I'm like, well, what if they play uh, their song Hello Shitty off their first album? And uh, that song's like a minute and 40 seconds. Ah, uh, that, that famous song Hello Shitty. <laughs> Can't say I've listened to that one myself. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that was from their early days before they were known. Uh, yeah, it was off the first album. Yeah. Ah, it was it was yeah. like the first song on the first album. They could Alex, do whatever they wanted. What album could you listen to back back to front without skipping a single one? There's a band. There's a band that I'm really into, and I've been into them since I was probably about 16. Called Machine Supremacy. Yes. Um, <laughs> they did the they did the the. Um, the soundtrack for the Great Guiana Sisters and stuff like that, and Jets and Guns. Really, really old video games, really good music. They've got an album called Redeemer, which I could I could listen to it 30 times in a day. Yep. Quite easily. Good album. Tim, what about you? I have two answers. One's very much a normie answer, and one's very much I'm a hipster answer. Um, the I'm going to need to find the full name of the album because I regularly just put it on like in the background at work. Guilty um, Gear Strive, double punch, up, down, <laughs> left, right, quarter circle, back, plus I'm going to let you yeah, have but, your fun for a minute while I look, yeah, while I look at my <laughs> album. <laughs> Is that the normie answer or the hipster answer, Slade? Neither. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's just the uh, pure that's Tim the answer. That's so the is. normie answer is uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors, because I, I think it's one of the greatest albums ever written. I mean, that's and a banger so album, people. though. Yeah. Was that? That's a good album, though. It's a phenomenal album, but it's the album that everyone picks. Um, I can quite honestly say I've never listened to Fleetwood and Mac. You should listen you to Fleetwood You need Mac. to go and listen to Rumours. Right, see you later, guys. It was, it, it, was, it was nice being here. I don't use Spotify anymore. I use YouTube music. 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 Um, yeah, I really <laughs> the, um The other album that I really, really like and could listen to from start to finish is by Neko Case. It's an album called Fox Confessor Brings the Flood. Um, it's great. Fox None. Confessor brings the flood. Yeah, my um, a couple of favorite songs from there are uh, "John Saw the Number." Uh, I'm pretty sure "Dirty Knee" or um, "Dirty Needle" or "Dirty Knife" rather is on that one. Uh, "Star Witness" is great. "Widow's Toast" that's a good one. And who's yeah. this? Sorry, uh, Neko Case. We, we I'm thinking. Be... I'm thinking Necrogoblin. Never mind. That's who yeah, I was not thinking at first. Very, 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 very different. This is like <laughs> country bluesy. Okay. And then... Yeah. I guess other question. Guys, what have we been playing lately? Tekken 8 on loop. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the new Tekken's out. Uh, it's, at the time of recording, it's been out a day, and I'm in love with it. I don't think we expected anything else, to be honest with you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was thinking earlier, I haven't played Guilty Gear in like a month. You okay? I, I don't I think know. I believe it. Coming down with a cold or something, Tim? What's going on? Uh, yeah, do you, do, I, I do you know. need to talk I'm, about it? Do you, do I'm not striving right now. Tim, blink, blink twice if you're in up. danger. <laughs> well, no, new Tekken's out. Uh, I'm playing King. He's very fun and a big grappler man. Is that the one that was Gator all in earlier? Oh, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, like it, it's very fun to think of space alien samurai man losing to funny pro wrestler man-cheater. <laughs> Who does a Gator roll? Who does a Gator roll? Um, if you ever want to see something really funny from Tekken history... 
Tekken 1 has got cutscenes for every character's like ending. Uh, and the whole thing with King is his the reason he fights in these tournaments is to raise money for an orphanage that he looks after. But what they have in him in the end of his cutscene is him going to his orphanage in Mexico. And it's the PlayStation 1 model of King and what's supposed to be a bunch of Mexican orphans, but they're actually just Japanese children. Um, running out of a CGI building to go and jump around a CGI man cheater. Alright. <laughs> I love Tekken so much. <laughs> what have you guys been playing? Alex, Slam. go ahead. You're the guest. I'll go let on. you go first. I, Pal World. Oh, yes. Which is obviously under some uh, a bit of heat at the moment, but it's a good game, and yes, it shares a lot of similarities to Pokemon, but it is a different game. It's very different. You can give your monkey a gun. <laughs> Can't do that in Pokemon. But no, we've been playing it fa fairly solid for the last couple of days and it's a, it's a good little time. We have so I did hate now. it. Yeah, so you, you, probably, you probably would hate because there's a lot of base building survival crafting stuff in there. Yep. But with like Pokemon mechanics. Yep. It, it sounds like everything you would hate to be honest. I can't Fortnite animation. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's in the running order. Is it really? Joey it? put it in there. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Oh well, that, that. if you're not buying it, you're gonna need to play the Xbox version, which is inferior. Good luck. That's the one I'm gonna play because Lord no, I'm not spending any money on any new games anytime soon. I mean, um, you have just bought two concert tickets worth of concert tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Slade, what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, if you follow me on the site formerly known as Twitter, I've been doing like a Call of Duty retrospective because I just wanted to like go and get back the basics of gameplay. Ah. And as I play them, I'm just doing like a little one tweet worth of thoughts about the games. Uh, done the first Call of Duty, like the 2003 PC one, its expansion pack, and then I played the first console exclusive. Uh, actually, I finished it today. Finest hour uh, for the OG Xbox, um, and then next up in the running order is actually the Call of Duty 2 Big Red 1, then Call of Duty 2, and then Call of Duty 3. I've been having a lot of fun with that, doing a little retrospective of it, like going through and like seeing the um, yearly like uh, quality life improvements. And I was talking Until about we this. reach somewhere around ghosts. <laughs> I was thinking, well, see, I was wondering as, too, as I've been doing this, like where does the classic era of Call of Duty end, right? Where, where does it end? Because in my mind, it ends at Modern Warfare, like the first one. I would say like, Modern like, Warfare 2. I was thinking Which one Call had Nuketown? Call of Duty 4. No, oh. did it? I don't remember. No, no Call of Duty did... 4 didn't happen. No, that no had, um, Black Ops. Wasn't it Black Ops that had Nuketown? Black Ops 2. Black Ops 1 onwards had Nuketown. That's all I know about Call of Duty. That and guns. You've played Warzone. Yeah, but it's not... <sighs> Ooh, it is the first Black Ops had Nuketown. It's, yes, it's, sir. It's Call of Duty light, really, Warzone. Yeah. But, uh, no, doing a little retrospective has been fun. What's uh, been your favorite thing so far? Them actually having a story, and they're not, like, stupidly long. Like, these things are, like, five or... I not that long now. No, 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 but they, these are, like, a solid, like, seven, eight-hour campaign. Nine if it's I mean, deciding to be difficult for some reason. How long were, like, the Modern Warfare reboot? Uh, oh, it's like three hours, like the new one. It's like three hours. Is that it? And they yeah. charge $60 for it. No, 80 right off. $80 for it, and it's three hours. F*** that. Yep. I, will, I will never, ever buy 
I, I'm one of these people that cares more about quality of gameplay over quantity of gameplay. Or you catch me buying a story game that's three hours long for $80. Tim, you get six hours of gameplay out of this guy, and I spent $5 on it at the retro store. That's value <laughs> for money right there. <laughs> so if you got a 360 kicking around, it can play original Xbox games. There you go. I actually have an original Xbox right over there in that corner, but you nice. can't see it behind my microphone. Um, I'll take a photo of this because it's going to be a before and after. I'm about to tear this whole room apart and redo it completely. Sledgehammer or? No, so the giant uh, poster wall. Oh, that Sledgehammer. Looks at will be gone. What? What are you, what are you putting there? You'll see. Well, now I'm curious. <laughs> That's vaguely threatening, and I feel like there's going to be a body or something. Shackles and blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's where I'm going to start uh, hiding developers to make me angry. <laughs> I'm just going to crucify we'll him on the fun room. I'm going to crucify him on the wall behind me. Jesus Christ. Let's get on with the episode. <laughs> on the Alex, do you want to do the spoiler warning? Yeah, uh, the episode ahead contains spoilers for Rollerdrome. Yeah. Slade, play that music. Uh, no, Tim, put the music in right here. There you go. That's the music. <laughs> Was that I want to wish you a Merry Christmas? No. It was... Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. Feliz right, Navidad. Well. Da, 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 da. Feliz Navidad. All right, now da, the music's da, da, da. going in here. <laughs> <laughs> Tim at Wembembo and everything. I'm joined by Slade Plays Games. Hello, it's me. I play games. And I'm joined by Alex, the Northern Boy. Hello, I cook rice. <laughs> Often. <laughs> Frequently, and you'd never believe it. Uh, we're, we're here to talk about Rollerdrome this week, uh, but Alex, as it's a guest episode, do you have any questions that you want to ask us? Because we normally start oh. for the question. Oh no, but we started with a question it, with from Slade and now I'm scared. Come on, out with it. Oh. First thing that comes to mind. Oh, don't make me do this. If you could live anywhere in the world, no questions asked, no problems, no trouble with internet access or access to necessities, where? Japan. Quick off the mark with that one, Slade. I, I, would, I would move there in a heartbeat. Get a work visa. It's uh, well. The problem is the problem with working in Japan, unless you're completely self-employed, the corporate life is soul-crushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of expectations for the, for the average salary man. Uh, which, Sounds like the UK. Am I right? Yeah, but like fellow office worker. Am, am I right, fellow kaijin? Um, <laughs> or kaisha in rather, not kaijin. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you, Slade? Um. This is a pretty place, and I'm going there soon, called uh, Gunnersville, Alabama, which may not seem too particular like or wild or out there, but just give me like 10 acres on the side of Lake Gunnersville. It's one of the prettiest places I've ever been to. 
What's it like? Is it like mountainous or? Yeah, it's mountainous, and the whole town and like the whole city is built like right on the edge of the lake. It seems precarious. Yeah, so every but it's got the cool like small like Americana feel and everything, and it's not blown That's up cool. to where it's crazy. It's still got the slow paced life in there. That's pretty cool. Like, are you not worried you get too drunk and walk off the cliff? Ah, it's, I mean, that's the goal, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what about you, Alex? Where, where stick, would you live? Stick me in Norway by one of the fjords and I'm happy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to go as well. That's a very yeah. good way to go. All right. Uh, well, we're here to talk about Rollerdrome. Uh, I didn't pull up any information for Rollerdrome because I'll be honest, it doesn't feel like I'm hosting this. Well, I didn't plan on <laughs> pseudo hosting this one. So... Let me quickly Google Rollerdrome. Um, so it is a mode, single-player video game, according to Google. Um, it won the BAFTA Games Award for Best British Game. Uh, it came out on PS5, Xbox Cloud Gaming, PS4, Microsoft Windows, Xbox Series X, and S in November 2023. It is a action-shooter platformy sports thing. Um, developed by Roll7. Uh, does anyone have any initial thoughts before we talk about specifics like mechanics and art direction? Yeah, I guess we should talk. Or I don't know. Do you just want thoughts or what do, what do you want here? Uh, well, let's go to initial thoughts with you, Slade. Sure. Um, this might be... This is one of two games that I could think of immediately that come to mind that make shotguns not fun to use. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of two games. I said to him, I told him a while back before he had started it about the movement in it because it wants to be like a shoot 'em up um, kind of game slash Tony Hawk Pro Skater, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but the way it controls with the movement and how you get your character around because I, I yeah I played this on the series uh, S, or at least with the controller, is that if you want to change direction like that you're skating in, uh, it either takes three to five business days or. <laughs> You press B and use the dodge button to change in the direction that you want to immediately. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, yeah, the other game, by the way, if you were curious, that makes shotguns not fun to use is uh, Bone, uh, not Boneworks, but Bone Lab. That's the I've other heard game great things about Bone Lab. It's, no, it was very confusing and didn't live up to the hype of the other one. But the reason Bone Lab is not fun is because reloading a pump action shotgun in VR is not very fun. Same with this one. What ruins the cathartic fun of you rolling around in what should be a simple process of using a shotgun to take out an enemy. It's not only that you have to roll by them and shoot them, but you also have to like time out your shots as well. Yeah, it's like a meter that you have to like watch a bar almost fill up to. Like, um, it, right. So it's the active reloads from Gears of War. That's exactly yeah, what it is. Yeah, it is. But you're you're trying to throw that in with like a movement mechanic, which usually ended up with me rolling off the edge of a map somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Because I'm not looking where I'm going anymore. I'm watching the meter instead. Cool. Any more thoughts? Or? Uh, that's really about it. Oh, cool. uh, uh, who made this? What is it? Roll 7? Roll, Roll seven. 7. You can take your ranking system and shove it up your ass. The ranking system. <laughs> I actually hate the rank. I yeah. like getting competitive with things like when we played Neon White, there would be points after we recorded the episode where I'd go back and just try and beat my friends because it's a fun ranking system. Mm-hmm. This was aggravating. Yep. Yeah. And it locks off like the story if you don't get like a high enough uh, rank or anything like that. 
Which I suppose, and and I, you're completely right in the Tony Hawk comparison here. Or I, when I was playing it, I was also thinking about aggressive inline. If you guys played that, mm-hmm. I was thinking um, about like Tony Hawk, a bit of skate, um, American. Well, Wasteland. aggressive inline is basically Tony Hawk's, but with rollerblades um, mm-hmm. on the PS2. But the old Tony Hawk's games, like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, wouldn't let you progress to a new level without completing a certain set of objectives, like collecting mm-hmm. skate or collecting combo or doing a combo, knock over this many street lamps, get a high score, that sort of thing. But the thing that I thought about this game, and in comparison to something like Tony Hawk's, is Tony Hawk's is very much focused on being a skateboarding game. Whereas this, I understand that it wants to be something really unique and cool and putting a shooter idea in a Tony Hawk style game is cool in theory, but in practice it feels very unfocused. And as a result, you're not really able to get high scores and you're not able to get good grades because you're too busy focusing on shooting enemies while also, and then the tricks almost should become like an afterthought. Yeah, but so it almost when you need nullifies to half the mechanics to me. Right. I like the concept as I've just mentioned there. I really like the art direction. Very cool cell shading to give mm-hmm. it almost a comic book mm-hmm. feel. And I like the soundtrack. Uh, controls and levels got a little samey. And I, if I see another sniper rifle, I'm going to <laughs> shoot him with his own sniper rifle. Yep. Uh, you know, those are my immediate thoughts. But I, I agree with you, Tim, in that the um, the concept is solid. Yeah. I just think it the just I think the executions focus. yeah I think it's just they overcomplicated what should yeah. be very 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 simple like you know we've talked sorry Alex I know we haven't let you get to yours yet it's all right but we've talked forever about you know how great the movement and shooting was in neon white and that's kind of what I expected out of this but like it's it's not impossible to combine two uh, typically non-connected genres like look at Metal Hellsinger that was um, that we covered last year I think yeah. Um, yeah, Alex and I talked about that last year. Yeah, it's yep. it's, it's a rhythmic doom shooter. Oh, which is, and, it, and it works great. It works in, it works incredibly. It works incredibly, and this could work if it lent more into the arcadey shooter as opposed to kind of precision, kind of timing, kind of skateboarding right. thing. And the other thing, Tim, you never played Metal Hellsinger, did you? I did. Okay, because it w- it would be forgiving if you got out of rhythm. It's not like it just took away everything from you suddenly. Yeah, exactly. It was forgiving. This is this does not have that. No, Alex, your thoughts. If they'd released this as if they'd said, right, here's a massive sort of open level with all these different trick points and all of these, you can put whatever enemies in. You can set it to have like hundreds of bat enemies or twenty snipers, and you just did what you wanted to do. It would be a very good tech demo. It'd be a very good demo game. The fact that they've tried to sort of put it out as a full-fledged game, uh, I, not so and much. It, they they could have done with removing all of the weapons except the pistol and giving you a baseball bat, pistol and a baseball bat on rollerblades. Sorted. Yeah, done. Yeah, that would yeah. have been. Oh my god, a baseball bat. That would have been. You know how many times like I just roll by a generic enemy and they'd hit me, and it's like a melee lack, option would be great right here. The lack of melee option angered me (laughs) (laughs) but you're right in that if they focus on one weapon it like yes the shotgun is arguably one of the more in-depth i'm using air quotes here in-depth uh weapons in this game because of the timing and gears of war active reload-esque element to make critical hits but it felt like a lot of the weapons didn't really live up to that kind of level of interactivity and as a result 
the shotgun felt overcomplicated by comparison. It's um, if they focused on one weapon, like let's say you get dual wield pistols, for example, great. Uh, One, what you can could you do, do with uh, dual pistols? Uh, upgrade system. Yeah. Higher magazine capacity, system. faster shooting, faster reload. You know, you could do a whole upgrade tree as you yeah. progress, right? Like, oh, cool. You beat this level. Here's your reward. Your magazine now holds, you know, five more bullets. I'm trying to think what it was, what game it was, and one of you guys might know. And it involved being able to jump, and then you aim a shotgun down, like rocket jumping, but with a shotgun to propel yourself up. Neon white, because you do that in neon white. Was it neon white? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it was okay. like one of the alt shoots for it. But yeah, that is that, neon that white. That would be a great mechanic to throw into this. You know, hey, do you need some extra airtime? Shoot your shotgun downwards, you know? Yeah. So instead of focus, instead of making the player focus on precision and timing and aiming and skateboard tricks, oh, sorry, rollerblade tricks, while all within a time limit, I get it's an interesting challenge, but maybe add some more unique movement options. Which mm-hmm. is if you're asking for more unique movement options in a Tony Hawk's inspired game, <laughs> there's a bit of an issue. <laughs> right. Also, did anyone else not really understand how the tricks like worked? Like, I understand press direction, press button, but I got like I four tricks. I figured it out towards about I think the second to last level. Cause what what you need to do is you need to press the X No, hang on. You either press the X button and then the input, or you press the X button, uh, the the directional input, and then the X button. But you can um, you can put two directional inputs in to do other tricks as well. So there's one called the I think it's called the gravestone where you would go left, right, X, and you do you sort of cross your arms over and do a little spinny. Again, but, it's not unheard of for a Tony Hawk's inspired thing, but. If that's a main focus of the mechanics and you're not getting that till the second to last level, yeah. mm-hmm. there's an issue. This is what I'm saying. I'm, like, it's a solid concept. I just think it's overly complicated. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember anywhere in the tutorial where it said you could put multiple direction inputs to a trick. It was just press left yeah. and then X, press right, then X. Spoilers, I don't think it did that. No, I don't think it did. Also, uh, um, for an indie game, why does it have three EULAs? Or end user license agreement. So, I think that's the just a dumb thing now in a lot of yeah. games. Three of them. Just put them all together. Well, it wasn't. They they didn't self publish it. They went through a publishing house. So you've got their EULA, the publishing house's EULA, and then probably someone else's for a bit of flavor. Well, no, hang on. I'm I'm reading here because I'm just on the Wikipedia looking around for like a synopsis of the plot uh, because there isn't really too much of a plot in this um and i'm seeing here that roll seven also developed the ollie ollie series they did yeah Mm -hmm. and i loved ollie ollie because it was simple and it was focused yeah this did not feel like that no no um alex do you want to describe the plot because i think you might have got the furthest out of all of us i i finished the game ah there you go (laughs) yep so the the plot is you're in you're in the far distant future of 2030. Really, really far ahead. And it, it, it never get it never gets outright said, but I think it's a bit of a sort of dystopian future. But you're involved in this tournament called the Rollerdrome, where it's there are house players, which are your snipers, your baseball bat guys, your shield guys, all of them. 
and their focus is to kill you as the contestant. And it's it's a simple bracket system of you've survived here, you go to the next round, you've survived this, blah, 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 blah. Ad infinitum. Until they start throwing big bosses at you anyway. But there is there is some element of story revolving around the media and the company that owns Roller Drum being involved in some shady business, killing contestants for the sake of um, publicity. You really have to try and find that, though, because if you're just playing it going from level to level, you will never see any of that. It's on, like, post-it notes and newspapers and whiteboards and stuff like that. So there is, I don't want to say a story, but there's a theme. (laughs) It's in in the vague silhouette of a story. Yeah, it's... It's this... I think it's very similar to the way wrestling has a story. No one's watching it for the story. They just want to see people get beaten up. They want to see big burly men in tight pants. (laughs) Well, yeah, who doesn't? But... (laughs) But yeah, that 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 is the that is the story. You're involved in this tournament, and you're trying to survive. Well, while you were talking about that, I I looked up some scores that went around. Um, I, I think the large sentiment here is that we didn't necessarily enjoy it. Um, personally, I I'm, I think Slay and I are on a very similar wavelength of solid concept. Execution leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, um, Alex, are you in the same boat? Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a it's an all right tech demo. It's not a good game. Mm. Well, the Gamer magazine gave it a four point five out of five. PC Gamer gave it a ninety four out of a hundred. IGN gave it a nine out of ten, which probably means it's closer to a six. Um, Gaming Bible <laughs> gave it a nine out of ten. Uh, Eurogamer described it as breathlessly stylish and outrageously cool. Um, PC Gamer called it an action showstopper. Enemy called it uh, dense and compact like a diamond. Like, it seems to be pretty critically acclaimed. Did, did we play a different game? Yeah, I think I, we did. I have to think so, but the, the poster I'm looking at has build? the same art. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I, hmm. I, it just felt... It, it was fine. It, hmm. I, I didn't enjoy it all that much, to be honest. I found it quite frustrating to play. Yep. Um, yeah. Especially with this, like, I understand the need to have different enemy types almost acting like a uh, very much be quick on your feet puzzle. Being like, okay, there's a sniper over there. I need to be in this position in order to do this. I'm going to get there by doing this, and I'm going to get these things along the way. Like, there's a lot of very moment to moment planning, uh, but a lot of the time it just felt like they didn't really think about where to put the enemies or what enemies were coming out themselves. Did either of you find a problem of... So you're at point A and you need to get to point B that's over the other side. Did you find problems getting there, like getting out of half pipes and stuff like that? You couldn't just like... You couldn't go up a half pipe and then off the other side. You had to go up the half pipe. You went up, you did a twirl, you came back down the same and opposite way. There is a button uh, to do what's called an acid drop, which is where you leave the half pipe over the edge of the going. Is that what an acid drop is, right? Yeah. So there's... um. <laughs> There is a button for that. The thing I found, because I thought I thought you and I might have been going in the same direction then, for the life of me, I could not control wall rides. No. Nope. Nigh on impossible. Like, I can remember there's a level fairly early on that looks a bit like a mall. Mm-hmm. And 
pretty much every because it's, it's a horde based game yeah uh, in which you're shooting these enemies um and there's always this ledge in the back left corner of this mall arena that's got like two floors uh and there's always at least one sniper on there and in order to take him out i wanted to get close so i could like do a sweet flip and shoot some guns which i'm imagining would have felt pretty good if i could fucking get there yeah. it's the, the wall riding it was either you went way too fast and low or way too slow and high so you didn't get anywhere near to what you wanted to do it's like you had to plan the wall ride at least 6 months in advance it's it it didn't feel good yeah no so i did a little bit of looking into roll 7 as a company mm. they are a, they're a small development company they are an indie company obviously uh they claim to have a no cr- blah, blah, a no crunch culture, and it encourages they encourage their employees to never work overtime. They also developed this and Ollie Ollie World primarily from home. They only go into the office once or twice a month, which might lead somewhere to the sort of disjointed feel of it. There was also forty four people that worked on this game. I mean, Doesn't it's impressive. Like forty four people on this. It's it's impressive. It's it's a, clearly a very small dev team, and I'm a massive fan of anti anti crunch culture. Yeah, um, I think everyone can get behind that. But it, you're, like the fact that they're only attending the office once or twice a month. I'm a big advocate for working from home, um, but when you're working collaboratively on a big project like that, you maybe need some face to face time to make sure everyone's on the same page. Just- it, it doesn't feel like a game that was made by a team of 44 people. No, it feels like it, it feel- was made by 10. Yeah, I was going to say 5 or 10 people is what I was thinking. I was thinking 5. No. Yeah. Hey, an, an, an artist, an animator, a programmer, a sound Audio designer. director, yeah. yeah. And a QA tester. Yep. I don't think they had a QA tester. No, they, they did. They did. <laughs> I like- listened to them then. <laughs> all right well i think i think we've all very much landed on the same page should we get to scores sure alex because you're the guest why don't you go first i i would recommend it but because it's an interesting concept don't go in wanting to play a game it, it has its it has its good points but it is sort of shadowed by the janky controls and the repetitive monotonous you're killing the same four types of enemies with the four same four guns uh, it's 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 a four and a half out four of and a half four yeah. five slade what about you oh i was gonna let you go for it next uh okay uh i probably wouldn't recommend this i feel like you can get a much more rewarding and fulfilling experience from games that this clearly drew inspiration from um it just felt unfocused for me to be uh, for me to be recommending this to someone who's looking for something unique and different. Like, yes, concept is cool, but as we've said a myriad of times this episode, um, the execution leaves a lot to be desired. Mm. I'm going to go with IGN's real score and give it a six. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend it though. Sure. So I'm going to just say it's it's a Game Pass game. So yeah, yeah, go try it. It's not a big download. Go try it. And then when you're like, man, they're right. The movement's not great in this. I'm going to tell you to go play Neon White if you want to go have movement and shooting fun. Uh, and I'm going to give this a 3 out of 10. 3? Three. 3? Yeah. 
what does that give us Slade on average a four and a half out of ten spot on Alex well done did Slade say he'd recommend it no no, I would tell you you know I would recommend another game but it's on it's not a great recommendation for this game no (laughs) but it's hard it's hard to not just say go try it because it's on game pass well that's yeah all in all the game is four hours long like yeah it's not a huge commitment it's it's not a big download no so this isn't me saying oh i recommend it but if you've heard us talk about it and you know you're interested it is on game pass so it's hard to say don't yeah i think i'm right there with you on that yeah yeah all right well that gives it a 4.5 out of 10 from the game club pod uh which for ign standards is like an eight um, so <laughs> I think we're going to be playing Vampire Survivors next episode. We said that. Yes, yes? we are. Two weeks time, Vampire Survivors. Everyone, we've already um, recorded that. Will they survive? <laughs> Don't ruin the illusion, Slade. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see everyone in two weeks time for that. But before we get into that episode, uh, Slade is going to be tearing down all the posters on his wall and finding. Willy Wonka's secret ticket taped to the back of one of them. Sled, I want you to taste the eyes out of every poster and tell us which one's the nicest. Okay. Good. All right, well, see (laughs) see you in two weeks, everyone. Uh, Join us in the post-amble if you want more rambling bullshit. Bye. Postamble. It's postamble time. Have I ever told y'all? Wh- one of the times I took all these down to like rearrange them to like neaten it up. Uh, I used to do this thing with my best friend when he lived with me uh, a very long time ago when I first moved in here. We would hide Taco Bell hot sauce packets in each other's <laughs> stuff. I know about this game. And, yeah. And there was one behind one of these posters. And I was taking them off the wall and they hadn't been moved in like years. And he was uh, stationed in Alaska at the time. And I took the poster down, and one hit me in the head. <laughs> and I I was furious about it. Is that, How often is that do you the think longest distance? <laughs> and I, I, I sent him a text and, uh, with that, and he's like, I forgot that one was even there. But I think I did one better because I got one, like, I put one in his furniture that got shipped up there. <laughs> so he found one like in Alaska and he's like how did you even do this and I was like a lot of planning to be honest <laughs> like way too much planning yeah. oh. Alex Hello. did you say you had something prepared for the post amble I said I was going to <laughs> alright do you want me to go and ask chat GPT for a quiz please don't Let's. alright hang on here's what we're going to do we're going to do a BuzzFeed quiz oh no BuzzFeed quiz Somehow right. worse. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, all right, Slade. No, no. You're, you're, we're going to plan your Valentine's Day because <laughs> when this comes out, it won't be far off, and we're going to reveal your love language. Uh, okay. Okay. I've already, I've already planned my Valentine's Day though. Okay. Yeah, but, 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 so, but don't ruin the illusion. Stop it. Be quiet. I'm gonna <laughs> give you. I'm gonna give you the scenario and the four options that are available. Okay. Uh, give Give me it's, the scenario. 
it's Valentine's Day morning, what's the first thing you do? You either go back to sleep, get a coffee, cook a good breakfast, or scroll for memes on social media. Uh, scroll for memes. I knew you would pick that one. <laughs> um, okay, so pick a brunch place. You've got a quiet cafe, a really quiet bistro, fancy dining, or some outdoor picnic thing. Uh, the first one. Okay. Choose a gift to give. To, sorry, choose a gift to give or receive. You've got <laughs> roses. You, you've got rose petals on a bed with a bear that says "Be my Valentine." You've got chocolates or a pearl necklace. Not the sexy uh, kind. <laughs> it would be chocolates. It would be chocolates. Okay. Choose your Valentine's Day outfit. You've got a very trim pink dress. You've got something that's orange and flowing. You've got an open blazer and bra or a button-up shirt. I think this is for a woman, Tim. Yeah, I was about to say, I think this is a woman. <laughs> Let's not ruin the quiz. <laughs> Slade, where's your uh, bra and blazer? Yeah, bra and blazer. Bra and blazer it is. Got it. <laughs> What do you look for most in a partner? Humor, attractiveness, communication, or independence? Independence. Uh, okay, we've got your love language. You're, you're a dark and steamy romantic. Physical touch <laughs> is definitely your love language. So, hold on, why is my Google chiming in now? No, 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 it's, it's asked me to Google. It's dark and steamy romance. Um, so, Slade, physical touch is definitely your love language, and who can blame you? A, a more intimate side of Valentine's Day is in store. It's time to celebrate love in all its forms. <laughs> all oh, right, I don't Alex. Like the all. Uh, let's have a look. Alex, you're going to take care of my child for one hour, and I'm going to tell you how good your parental instincts oh, are. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. All right, number one. A small. My child asks you for a snack. What are you giving him? Apple slices, ghost peppers, a live rat, or powdered sugar. <laughs> Give the child a ghost pepper. Give the child a ghost pepper. <laughs> no, it, it would it'd be apple slices because I wouldn't want ghost. I, I wouldn't have ghost pepper in the house because I don't like spice. My child asks to go on a walk. Where do you go? The coal mines, the club, the nearest <laughs> cliff, or a playground? The children yearn for the mines. The coal Alex. mines. The coal mines. <laughs> I'm I'm from the north. Um, your child asks you to read a story to them. Which one do you read? You've got Alice in Wonderland, Principles of Mathematics, How to Play with Fire, or whatever the scariest book I can find is. How to Play with Fire, because I don't know what it is, but it sounds cool. My is child is now soundly asleep. What do you do? Watch it creepily, run away, sell all the toys in the house, or do the classic firecracker prank? Uh, the the The... Firecracker prank. Why not? My child wants to get a new pet. What do you get? Nothing. An African crested porcupine, a unicorn, or a bag of Tide Pods? <laughs> Nothing, because it needs to learn that it doesn't get everything it wants in life. Final question. My child is now crying. What do you do to provide support? Make a silly face, give it a lecture on agricultural industries, plan a trip to Disneyland, or not much? Not much. Not much. Uh, you are an A-plus parent. You've got the skills to raise a child. Do with that what you will. <laughs> so the book, was it was it Playing With Fire? Uh, the book is say? called Playing With uh, How To Play With Fire. How To Play With Fire, right. All right. Um, How To Play With Fire by Paul Jenkins. I am gonna a, look it's a Hellblazer book. Oh, there you go then. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a quiz that's on the same level. 
Uh, Slade, what 2023 movie man are you going to date? Uh, none. Tim, I got something for you. What have you got for me? What kind of creative are you? Oh, go for it. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ, this is an awful website. It's just riddled with ads. That, I, well, I have ad blockers, so not really. Oh, me too. Yeah. But you can see the gaps. Yep. Terrible. Do you plan your creative projects? Yes, no, sometimes. Sometimes. And sometimes is in a much smaller font than the other two, I want you to know. <laughs> That's so more like a... into it. Sometimes. How do you function creatively? 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 What did I say? Anyway. <laughs> creatively is what you said, but it's creatively. I like to plan things before I take action. I take action and figure it out along the way. I seek talent to help uh, make my projects come to life. Uh, I would I would probably say I plan things. How do you spend your free time? In <laughs> I can already tell you the answer is no on this part. Plan in time. deep thoughts, seeking a spark, trying new things, hoping to learn, networking with people. Uh, I'd probably say trying new things. I was about to say, I don't see you in deep thought. No. <laughs> the, the whole point of my humor is it's very, very shallow thought. <laughs> Which do you enjoy more? Crafting ideas, directing, or planning? Uh, probably planning. What form of entertainment do you use most often? Uh, TV slash movies, books, or video games? Video games, baby. And what type of art are you most likely to produce? A painting, a story, or a photograph? Uh, probably a photograph. Uh, you are graph. the producer. Wow. You enjoy seeking out talent to make sure your projects come to life. You have an eye for people who can do things well, and <laughs> and you help people chase their dreams. In that case, why the fuck am I here, Tim? <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Tim, can we see your shirt today? Uh... Why am I wearing? I don't know. Under this, I'm wearing a shirt that's got um, a screenshot of Steve Carell holding a mug saying world's best boss, and it just says that's yep. what she said under it. I was just did trying you to get see that if you were wearing a nice shirt for once. I, I did. <laughs> Whereas I'm, I'm just wearing a, a jumper on top with my with my company's name on it. Ah. Yeah. Nothing I just special. Thought were, I just thought you were in the like, taekwondo or something. No, 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 no. All right, well, uh, I think that'll probably do it, right, gang? Uh, yeah, I think so. I need to go uh, yeah. leave a vampire survivors in the toilet, so let's get out of here. All right, <laughs> see you uh, in two weeks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.